Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome. If you like what you hear and see, please subscribe to the Be Your Own Kind YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast, please follow me. Also in the description box, you can find my Linktree link to all Be Your Own Kind related matters, such as the BYOK merch, where we sell items from t-shirts, sweatshirts, masks, and mugs. Also, you will find our website and the links to my social media. Also, we are always looking to collaborate with others, such as business owners, vloggers, bloggers, or just if you simply want to share your story. Last but not least, if you are looking to promote your business, Be Your Own Kind will gladly promote you. If you are interested in details, please email me at info at beyourownkind.com. Thank you for tuning in and for supporting the Be Your Own Kind platform. Treasure Glitz customizes stem and stemless glasses, mugs, shot glasses, you name it. I love showing off my personalized glasses. She has customized glasses for personal use and even for the Be Your Own Kind podcast. Customized drinkware is great for standing out at your event or relaxing in style at home. So order your item by calling or texting 708-299-7555. Well, hello, Marcia. How are you today? I am groovy, which kind of shows my age, right? When I use the word groovy, but I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm groovy as well. Groovy as well. You know, it's the weekend, so you know it's a woosah time. <laughs> I had a drink last night. I had a Friday night. I'm having a glass of wine, kind of. I'm in woosah mode. Nice. I love that. I love that. Now, what's your favorite uh, kind of wine? I'm a red kind of girl. Mm. Um, but as long as it's not a sweet wine, I don't discriminate. I'm just not into like a Riesling. Or... I'm a sweet red type of gal, so I do like the sweet. Yeah. What they call it, the dessert wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a, a big sweet kind of person, um, but I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, you know, um, I you to you know tell me a little bit about yourself in the form and you are an emmy nominated non-scripted showrunner and also you are a supervising producer for over 10 years probably way more than 10 years i believe and i looked up showrunner because i had no idea i only i've never heard that heard of that before that is a busy busy um title like what all does that entail exactly i mean production is just a busy thing Okay. You know, production is like this crazy, busy beast. Um, At the end of the day, it's mapping out all of the pieces that make a project happen and making sure everything is running. So that's the easiest way to kind of put it. All the production pieces kind of happen. Uh And your job is to keep all the balls moving and doing what they're supposed to do. Is it like a project manager, so to speak? Um, no, because I, I would. No, uh, okay, I guess that's that may be one of the closest ways to kind of 
figure it all out when you're not in production, Mm -hmm. but it's so much bigger than that. (laughs) Like getting a show off the ground is so much bigger. And just so you know, in the world of production, I'm totally fluid. So I work in different areas. Currently I'm line producing. So we all, you know, in the, in the production world, hopefully have a multiple skills. That's how you stay employed. Mm. <laughs> so show, so what, what is line production? Well, line producing is managing talent, people, budget, and making sure you hit all that everything happens and you don't go over budget, which typically happens. I would assume so because things happen and time you go over time and things like that. Well, just for me being on the outside looking in, those are the things I can see why the budget would go over. Well, your your goal in any production, whether you're showing any line producing, whatever the deal is, is to hit all of your targets. Like you can't go over time. You can't be late. You can't deliver late. You can't go, you can't miss your production deadlines. Um, regardless of what happens, whether, whether, you know, a network says we want to change it, it don't matter what they change. You still got to hit your deadline. <laughs> oh, okay. You like, it's not a matter of missing anything. <laughs> no, you don't miss nothing. And okay. I think, um, and creatively that's, that's the job is making sure that everything happens regardless of all the changes. Okay. That's a big responsibility. Um, to some degree and then some degree when you're used to it, right? It's, yeah. it's just, it's the beast. Yeah. And me outside looking in, I'm getting anxious. Like, oh my God. <laughs> um, there are a lot of anxious, I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to it you 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 do have a lot of um crazy moments but at the end of the day um at least from what i do so currently i've been doing quite a few back-to-back kind of specials that is a different beast in itself because each time a project comes up it's very different right each Mm -hmm. network is different you're everything you're doing for the group of people that you're interacting with it's all different but prior to this, like say for instance, when I worked on a feature or I worked with a network, that's a little, I'm not gonna say easier, but it's a little bit more, you can anticipate a little bit better uh-huh. because you know all the players. Right. And pro- when you're on a project base, something that's you know short term for just like one network, then you're, you gotta know everybody, you gotta learn everybody, you gotta figure it all out, you gotta figure out how they do things and get it all done in this crazy timeline. Yeah. Wow. And you're also writing a book, right? Yeah, that's been an ongoing kind of process. I'm not a writer. (laughs) That is not my get down. But I have an idea for a a, what I hope would eventually be a feature. Um, And I just kind of thought the best place to start was um, writing a book. And my partner, he's a writer. And we had talked about a few things and he's like, just start here. And then there's a book. And then it's so simple and easy for him because he does this all day. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, congratulations <laughs> on, on that journey. And I, I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> Thank you. So um, in your industry, the, okay, so 2020, the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you maneuver in your career during that time? You know, the crazy thing is I, I just said yes to everything. Hmm. I said yes to, you know, 
before like networking is a very specific kind of you know you go out you meet people you ask someone to sit down and have a coffee but you couldn't do any of that in the pandemic right we were all trying to figure it all out so when i was trying to figure it all out i just said yes to everything that kind of came my way so they're like do you want to join this group i'm like sure do you want to go this mix sure do you want to go to sure and honestly a lot of that um has come full circle for me um those relationships that i started like say last year in the pandemic all those networking mixers part of the who you know um jtc it's all these groups um it's all coming full circle now that the world is opening back up they're coming back around going hey we met you last year can we talk to you about this project can we talk to you about that project can we talk to you about that one so i'm glad i did i'm i'm glad i said yes i think i got that idea from there was a shonda rhimes book i was just about to reference her yeah (laughs) there was a shonda rhimes book out and i remember thinking um in a lot of different ways like no was always my get down like i was always looking for a reason to eliminate things from my life so no was an easy word for me. And I was like, no, we just got, we just gonna say yes. Just say yes. I like that. I'm in the midst of that book. So um yeah, I'm really inspired by that book. Uh say yes. She said the it was six words she used to always I think her sister said to her that made her feel different about it. Cause she's like, You always <laughs> say no. And she's mm-hmm. like, No, I don't. And then she realized she did. And she just started opening up these different opportunities and kind of enjoying like the fruits of her labor because she was just kind of in her little shell, you know, during that at one point, you know. And it's and it's easy that way. It's easy, it's easy to be really, really comfortable at way, you know, quick, short, ridiculous stories. Like that's how I met my partner. I was I'm good at no. Like <laughs> I'm good at no, and dating was just not on my radar. So I was just getting ready to shut it all down. And I was on a dating app and we were, I was like, oh Lord, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> Cause I can find a reason to say no to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but finally things, you know, came about in such a way where I, I was like, okay, we're gonna say yes. It's gonna be fun. Just, Marcia, just say yes. <laughs> it was the best yes of my life. Oh, I love that. I love that. So how long have you guys been together? Mm, three years this fall that is wonderful that is wonderful see you guys saying yes can lead to some some awesome opportunities and relationships yeah yeah i mean no has its place no yeah no, yeah no has its place um boundaries are really important but yes opens up such beautiful doors you never know right well no when no is tied to fear it's never a good idea yes 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 Yes, but when no is um, attached to boundaries, it's always a great idea. So (laughs) it's just going, what is what? (laughs) You know, and I have said things to people. I was like, okay, we need new boundaries. And when you see people react in a way, they're like, boundaries. I was like, yeah, see, see, Mm -mm, you and I, Mm -mm, no. When that's your reaction to the word boundaries, no. You're right. Um, people turn into a five-year-old when you play that. Yes. I yes. noticed that. Like, what is wrong with you? Because I know I don't want to do said thing. This is how you act? Like, what? Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to start reevaluating someone's place in your life. If they start reacting that way to the word boundaries, whatever you're going through. I've had quite a few shifts in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've had to sit down with people. I'm like, yo, we need, 
you talk about some new boundaries here. And, I, you know, there are a couple of people, one in particular, who's just like lost her mind. I was like, yo, this is how we know things going to change real quick. Yeah, because you're just used to doing whatever you want to do. And yeah, people yeah. don't understand the boundaries are to protect yourself. So if you care enough about me, you know, you should want to want me to protect myself, right. to protect yourself. So why are you okay. upset that I'm looking out for somebody you supposedly care about? That's right. why I never understood the reactions with the boundaries. Like, do you care about me then? <laughs> right. And, you know, and the pandemic will, has really clarified and shown us all you know, clarified relationships, I think. Yes. You know, certain people in my life were like, no boo, I get it. You know, mm -hmm. God has got us, we gonna get through this. And then certain people have like, they're in this whole me, me, me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, Yeah, And you know what? I asked the question and no one can seem to ever answer it, but I'm like, has some of this self care and self love kind of transition people into narcissists because it has to be a balance right for caring about yourself and caring about others but have some of these people just transform into only thinking about them and how it makes them feel because in the beginning parts of their life they didn't they neglected themselves so now they on the other side of the scale mm -hmm. only thinking about themselves so I always wonder if you don't find balance could you inadvertently turn into a narcissist and only thinking about yourself what do you think about that? I, I think it's, I, I think you have to real, if you're not built that way, right? I think if you have a super, super solitary life and there's nobody in your world, then maybe possibly, but I think it's hard to become that if you weren't mm -hmm. already that. Okay, so if you are that, that's just who you were. Right, the, the, the situation allows you more of that to kind of come out. Right, but if you are if you came out compassionate, that compassion doesn't really dissipate with you. No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, unless you go through something traumatic, and those kinds of things will change you. Grief changes you. Yeah. You know, loss changes you. Hurt. Certain things will change you, but I think overall, you know, we are who we are. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Maya Angelou said, "When God shows you, you know, when somebody shows you who you are, who they are, believe them the first time." And that is probably the most profound, profound thing I ever heard that I didn't realize till later in life. Girl, believe that first time part. <laughs> first, see, people leave out that first time. When someone shows you who they are the first time, that's the part you need to hold on to. And you're right. And I, and I feel like I was more of a benefit of the doubt. Oh, no, they're just having a bad day. Oh, no, they've been through this in life. Oh, no. And uh, you realize, like, when you when, it, when the relationship is over, friendship, whatever, you think back, like, oh, they kind of did this the first week of me knowing them. And I just ignored it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in a situation a while back, and one of my closest, closest friends, Regina, came to me, and I... I was talking to her about a situation with someone else and she looked at me she's like how many times does god have to show you that mm. that situation ain't right for you i was like "Ooh!" and when she put it like that i was like <laughs> i gotta get off <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of like an aha moment and as you said um earlier the pandemic kind of showed you who's in your circle or not yes you know? yes and i had that time to reflect yeah, and my circle, I always said, I always thought my circle was pretty tight and pretty close, but there were a couple of people who, you know, for whatever reasons, you know, they kind of showed out in a different way. 
And I'm past that place in my life where I'm gonna argue with you about it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, as Maya said, when they show you, it's cool. Yeah. Do you? Because <laughs> some people are just seasonal people. And I think that's what you learn with age because you hold on to these long-term relationships because of the simple fact they're long-term. But some of these relationships really be out of season. Like you, y'all should have <coughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes it's, it takes a moment for us to realize we're all learning and growing, even at my age, you know, we're all learning and growing. And, you know, I, I have a 16 year old and she'll get into it with her friends. And I'm like, sweetie, you see what I go through with mine. You know, we're all, it doesn't change. We're all learning and growing, even at my age, just, it's a cycle. You just keep going. Okay. So it's forever. <laughs> it's forever. It's forever. You will, you will forever be you know, looking at your circle. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, I'm 37. This is it, <laughs> you know? I, thought, I have thought that a couple times in my life. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for the reassurance. I thought it was <laughs> so, so also you wanted to talk about like reprior. So we're talking about relationships right now, right? And you okay. wanted to get into reprioritizing, you know, who you spend time with quality time like the pandemic yeah. kind of got gave us that moment of who we hang with who we want to hang out with more things like that so how have you penciled in in your busy schedule like that like spending that quality time with those people you know you know by as they say by hook or by crook you know and it, it's it you know it's a short list now but now it's whether it's zoom cocktails or drive by your one of my girlfriends you know, anytime she's in the area, she'll just drive by and we'll sit out front. She'll just pull up. You know, she keeps these little fold-out chairs in her car. <laughs> now that we're all vaccinated, I think for the first time she came in the house last week. Nice. Um, but, you know, whatever whatever it takes, you know. And then sometimes, you know, you have to look at, at how you spend that time differently. One of my really, really, really close friends that I grew up with in San Diego, her and her whole family got COVID. Yeah, her, her mom, dad, everybody. Um, so spending time with her, ha there's no, there hasn't been any in-person anything. So, and she is, believe it or not, an Android user. I am an iPhone person. <laughs> so- I'm Android. But, but we find a way to make it happen. You know, we do the Facebook video, you know, um, when I was at home in San Diego, we did not see each other, but she was mad. I was like, dude, I know you you negative right now, but I love you, but we gonna stay right over here. Right. But whatever, but whatever it takes, you know, I am uber flexible, especially in this, I think that's the other thing the pandemic has taught us is to be flexible. Mm -hmm. I think we all have to find ways to connect and however we do. Um, you know, technology is a joy. You know, one of my girlfriends is struggling with cancer and went to high school together. Um, we pencil in once a month, you know, chats, you know, oh, but she's doing really well though. She's out hiking. Okay, that was my, she's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that look on your face. I was like, no, no, she's doing okay. really well. <laughs> but oh, I've yeah. known her since high school. So, you know, it's oh, like, God. well, we'll put in, we'll do whatever it takes to put in that time. And sometimes it's, this is the other thing. It may not be a lot of time, right? Mm -hmm. We're all grown-ups. We all have like, I got a 16-year-old. You know, things happen. Um, but as long as we make 
the time. And it may not be all the time. It may not be once a month. It might be once every two or three months, but as long as we make the time. Right. Because it's about the quality, not the quantity. Yeah. And it's about letting people know that they're important to you. Exactly. You know, one of my besties, um, my sissy, um, she's been traveling a lot. She only lives like 10 minutes away from me. Um, I haven't seen her. And she's busy and I'm busy. And she's, she's got, you know, my nephew and, and, and totally, you know, full schedule. And we don't get to see each other that often. But we connect via text whenever we can. It's like, yo, can I see you this weekend? No, I can't. All right. We're trying though. Right. You know? Right. We're trying. And sometimes I'm like, okay, it's been too long. I'm just going to drive by your house and set outside. You know? <laughs> just going to camp out here until you walk through. <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's probably, you know, that's probably the one thing, you know, family time and, you know, that girlfriend time. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've connected with more people in the house than I did when the world was open. Yeah. Well, and then it's all and it's all good quality stuff, right? Yes. Cause you really miss these people for real, for real. Cause you haven't seen them, you know, for over a year. And so now I'm like, okay, I miss you. Let's do zooms. Like what, yeah. what you were describing, it's like I wouldn't even, you know, I would pass by somebody's house, you know, because we take for granted. Oh, I'll go another time. Now it's like right. man. Yes, yeah, there really was a lot you. of yeah, there was a lot of taking for granted. There was yeah. a lot. You know, I um I have a, a group of guy friends that we all went to college together and um we're all sci-fi geeks and we all keep an ongoing text message uh thing going on. Um but recently it was like, yo, everybody's vaccinated, so what we doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Star Wars, Star, what are we doing? Right. I, I get vaccinated on Monday, so um, I'm excited. At first, I was listening to all the conspiracy theories. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Everybody seems okay, so I'm just going to tell you. I mean, it is, you can go on that side if you want, but the reality is that it's the only protection. Right. It's the only protection that's out there. And like Dr. Fauci said, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are saying, let your own immune system do what it's got to do. You know what his answer to that was? It's like, Look at the 500,000 people who have passed away in the United right. States. And right. when you look at it that way, well, I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> but. Right. So I got over it. I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and get this shot. <laughs> right? I mean, that's all you what, got. What did it hurt, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, and I have a family to protect. I still, my mother is still living, my daughter, my partner. I have a family to protect, so. Right. So that's actually thinking of you and outside of yourself. Like, yes, yes. You, know? so you got to protect the people you love. Right. So you have introduced a term to me that I've never heard. I have never heard of perimenopause. Um, I looked it up and clearly it's, it's a transition to, to uh -huh. menopause. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even though you can still get pregnant during this, even though your ovaries are kind of like slowing down, I read that you can still get pregnant on this. You can still have everything. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, how's the experience uh, during perimenopause? I'm sorry. Are you going through perimenopause? You want to yes, perimenopause? yes, okay, <laughs> yes. So the crazy thing was um, years ago. Some I think I had problems sleeping or something, and some mom said to me, "She's like, oh, that's the beginning." I was like, "Dude, no, it's not." Lord, I will be fifty this year. So you look super young. You don't look fifty anything. <laughs> I'll take it. 
I'll take when it. you said groovy, that kind of alluded that you were a little older, but just talking to you and looking at you, no, you don't look 50 anymore. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing, everybody, everybody's body hits like different ways. I was never that person. Like when girls talked about having cramps, I used to think they made it up. Oh, wow. I never had one. Flesh. Maybe once a year, maybe. Like, I was like a three day cycle kind of girl. Like, eh, not oh, a I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was never like, a, never had a cramp, never took it. I would see people hating pads. Did I, I was like, what y'all? Okay. And well, so this is my, this is, I'm on this side now in the universe and this is the universe making up for all the years of nothing, right? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So every, you know, and everyone's different, but me and a, a few of my friends who are in this, this chapter of life. Yeah, no, we're going through it. Oh, we yeah. are. So the, going, are the half lashes involved in this transition? Yet? I don't, I don't necessarily have those. Okay. Um, all of my, most of my friends do. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily have those, but <coughs> when I do, well, y'all don't want to hear all that. You know, this part this is not for public consumption. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I will say with a hot flash, that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Um, just because I was sitting behind uh, my family <laughs> member and I saw, I saw the sweat all of a sudden and then she's standing and then like a couple minutes later it disappears and she's fine again i'm like what just happened you know she's been trying to explain it to me but for me to have just seen it because i was sitting back her in church and i'm just like oh my god like my heart went out talking i'm like you just hired of nowhere it literally is a hot flash like she just was <laughs> intensely doing no, and, it and, and, like, and, and pray for her but <laughs> knock on wood, what I will say is, unfortunately, this stage of life can go through like 10, 15 years. It can go on for a while. Oh um, so Lord, all kinds of things can pop up. I've had friends, like I didn't understand women who were like, no, 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 I'm just gonna go and have a hysterectomy. Like I didn't understand that. Um, and not to say like, I'm a holistic, my daughter calls me a hippie. Um, she thinks, she says, mom, you think lemon will cure everything. And maybe, maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but I'm not a voluntary surgery kind of person. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not a, and, and to each his own, right? I'm not going to judge you for doing it, but I'm just not a, I'm a go in, you're going to let you, I've had a C-section. That's the only surgery I ever need in my life. Like that mm -hmm. was awful. Um, but what I will say is being on this side of it now, I get it like running out and have, I was talking to another mom the other day, um, but she was like, I ran out and, you know, I just ran out and got a, a history. I was like, girl, I get it. Like before I didn't get it, but now I totally get it. Sorry, I'm gonna turn this off quick. I didn't oh, no, that's okay. I, um, I'm kind of on that side of that cause I have um, PCOS. So I, I'm the one with the eating pads the crazy cycles and things like that. So I'm holding out for like one kid. And I'm like, after this one kid, I don't know if I could, could cause there's that, it's just that bad, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, you know, my, my family is like, well, you know, stick it out. Don't, don't do the history after that. But I'm just like, well, they gonna have to do something special. Cause it, it, never, it takes over your life. 
Yeah, I never understood the desire. I never, you know, it, it was, like I said, I, I never had a cramp, you know? Right. <laughs> the first, one of my best friends in college had to tell me I was having a cramp. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, there's this feeling, my back is shooting down my legs and I, like oh no so I must have put she's like girl it's a cramp such a little happy ass down I was like Fina she's like it's a cramp here take a Motrin no <laughs> she was irritating <laughs> yeah that's a blessing though that is that is a blessing I mean uh, I'm sorry that you're going through it now um I think I'm just on the other end like man I don't even know what that feel like yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I never understood the hysterectomy thing and yeah. 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 So do they give you medications for that or you just you take for like some people for some people if you can take the medication. Um I, I I have I have other problems I can't. Um so yeah, there's <laughs> there's no uh for most for most women like Everyone does different things. Like there's this one mom at my daughter's school who takes something called bioidenticals. And I thought she was crazy. Um, she was like, yeah, no, I'm going to put this off for as long as I can. And I'm gonna do all this hormone replacement therapy. Hmm. Um, and she was gonna take something called bioidenticals basically, which is giving you all the hormonal stuff that you would have like in your, prior to perimenopause to keep you from going into it. Okay. And I used to think, I go, you're crazy. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, people just try to do anything to just feel normal. Right. And, and this was my thing, I thought it was crazy. I was like, well, why do you want to take stuff? You know, it's like, you don't need to take anything. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> if I could. <laughs> Well, I know you had uh, you had put in there, you know, the the joys that comes next in perimenopause, and I'm like, is she sarcastic or is it actually? Oh yeah, no, I was being sarcastic. No, there, there is no joy. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, the joy <laughs> is when this. Oh, it's action. I'm like, is this sarcastic or really is the joy? Totally, it's totally sarcastic. You know, and the crazy thing is that me and my girlfriends, there's no information for women out there. I mean, it's so hard to find information. It's so hard to find information. It's so hard to connect with people. Like you'll find little bits, but it just seems like the shame, like women just don't talk about, I don't know. Um, but there's just not a lot. No, not much. I had to look it up. I've never heard. I didn't even know there was a transitional. It was a name for the transition. I just thought you you were, you have a cycle one day and then you hit menopause. So I didn't even know it's <coughs> like a bridge. Yeah, you don't know there's a bridge until you in it. <laughs> yeah so i wish i wish they would do more research on that you know i think um they're so focused on the geriatric pregnancies and things like that that no one's really researching okay after that now what you know so yeah there's and everybody has their own journey on this you know um just finding doctors who who work in this field girl it's tough it's like really, really tough. And then if you have any kind of additional things going on and then finding doctors who not only support women in this way, because of course we're low on the totem pole, right? Yeah. Um, but who respect, so once again, I call, I'm not a hippie, right? But 
I do want to research and try things that are like, I'm not necessarily, I'm going to jump into replacement hormone replacement therapy. Like I'm not necessarily that I wasn't, I'm not going to start there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I want to talk about options, but there's not a lot. There's not a lot of options. One of my girlfriends found like a really great holistic kind of thing. But when you find those things, um, they're usually by people who've like kind of created their own things, like women who are suffering in their own way. Mm-hmm. And they've created their own other things to share with people. It's like, I found this, it works for me. Let me share it with the world. Yeah, but that's, like you said, that just seems to be the thing for women health period. Yeah. Um, with PCOS, people have created their own little supplements or whatever, because it's the, you know, the cycles are weird and things like that. Um, just with the, the misdiagnosis with women, you know, when it comes to things like this, like I was, I just found out last year I had PCOS and all the other doctors were telling me I was just fine. And I would go almost a half a year without a cycle and was told I was fine. Then I would go the other half of the year with one. It would never stop. So, and everyone's like, well, that's just your body. And I'm like, this is not normal, you know? So doing research and stuff, I'm like, I think this is what I have. And I finally met a doctor that, I was, that actually did test. First person to do an MRI, whatever they have to do. I don't know if it's MRI, but something they did. And they actually looked on the inside of me and saw that it was some issues. And I'm like, all these years, this is the first doctor that took me serious. So it makes me wonder about other women out there that have issues that's unlooked or go, you know, not diagnosed or they get misdiagnosed, you know? So that's yeah. And that was the other thing I was going to say is coming, you know, coming into a doctor's office armed, you know, armed with your own research. And it's not just for women. I mean, it's just people of color in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to care for my father and, you know, it was amazing how doctors treated him you know, an older black man, it was, it was difficult. And it got to a point where he was just like, I ain't talking to y'all. Like, (laughs) he's like, I'm gonna wait for my daughter to get here and she'll handle you, you know, Um, because they just, they didn't want to listen. They just did not want to listen. So you do have to take control of your own medical care. You've got to come in armed with information and research. And it may not be everything, But once they understand that you're not going to accept whatever they throw at you, you know, whatever they're throwing at you, whatever they're getting, like once they understand that, no, you're going to go out and do your own research, you're going to come in armed, like that's how you get them to spend the time, you know? And if you're not happy, you move on to another doctor, seriously. Right. And I had to learn that you're not, you know, you don't, you're not like marriage, it's not a marriage. You can break away, you can break up in a marriage too, but you could just say, hey, you're not the one for me. Let me find someone else. And that's how I ended up with the doctor that actually heard me out. Because you're right, I went in there with paperwork. Like, look, this is how long this has been going on. This is how long it's been stopping. This is da-da-da-da-da. And when I, the more information I gave her, the more she, I have pictures, everything. Like, look, this is what's going on. And she, you know, I think she likes that almost because it's like, oh, I can pinpoint what that is, you know? So. Yeah. You've got to come in armed and prepared. Yeah. Really true. And doctors hate me because I don't let me get your email address. <laughs> my OB at one point was like, okay, Marsha, if you want to talk about these things, just make an appointment. Like she got sick of my emails. I'll be like, so I found this article. 
Yeah, don't let me find your email address. <laughs> You're not WebMD, your doctor. <laughs> I listen. Whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes in order for them to pay attention. And, and mind you, not all doctors are bad, right? Even if right. they're not giving you the, the attention that you need, it could just be as simple as time. You know, they may not have the time to kind of dig in. So, um, but sometimes, you know, they're just not, they just don't get it. So when you are going through something, I just say, bring all the information you can, get the articles. Um, and then, you know, if you don't feel like your doctor's paying attention, get a new one. Find somebody else. There are so many reviews out there on doctors. Ooh, you can, yeah. yeah, you can sort through some folks real quick. Yeah, I need people to use the internet for those things. I know social media is the main thing for internet, but it's so many other things on the internet that can, that can help us out. Yeah, I mean, when you start getting into these reviews of doctors and they uh, start, you start talking and people start talking about things like, oh, so-and-so spends the most amount of time with me listens to me has been my doctor for 15 years because this and that i remember one time i had referred a family friend to my gp and the first thing he said was oh my god she's always running behind i was like yeah she is because she spends like an hour with every single patient which is like kind of unheard of but she yeah. wants to go through everything with you Wow, yeah. that's yeah. dope. But like, you don't want to be her four o'clock. <laughs> You're not getting it to nine. <laughs> you learn your lesson real quick. You learn yeah. your lesson. When are you, when are you on the schedule? 9 a.m., please. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to be sitting in that parking lot. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but it's worth it because someone's going to listen to you and, and try to figure mm -hmm. out what's going on versus it being like a, sometimes going to the doctor's like speed dating, like you, what's going on? What's time? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll see you next time. I'm going to see this prescription. Have a nice day. And you're sitting there like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, you you know I met with you. Yeah. But I am also grateful for this time period in the pandemic where doctors are like, no, don't come in. Like, here you go. I'm like, well, I've had a breakout. Like all of a sudden I've never, I've always had bad skin. FYI, I've always had acne. I've always had problems. Um, and I'd been on proactive for like 15 years, super strength proactive, which was amazing. All of a sudden it stopped working, girl, stop out of nowhere. And then I had cysts. And so I called my doctor and I was like, I kind of heard about this thing called Retin-A. She's like, yeah, you ain't gotta come in here. Pandemic, quick, fast, here you go. So I love the efficiency in some of this, you know, the pandemic, yeah. like you're not going in for every single little thing. That is true. That is true. Especially for therapy. I like not having to go outside my house. You can just do this. You can zoom or whatever they go through and just have a talk with them. So it is yes. convenient in its own way. Yeah. Yes. There's a, <laughs> there's a level of efficiency, you know, where you don't have to come in for every single little thing. Right. And sit in the, you know, sit in the, um, the waiting room for everything. Yeah. And you can't get me to sit in anybody's waiting room. I stand out in the hall. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Not with COVID. There are a couple appointments that I've had to go to and I'm like, text me. I'll be up. Oh, wow. I mean, I just sit away from people because I'm always afraid that I'm going to miss my name. Mm -mm. Somebody got to text me. <laughs> 
I ain't playing, not with this COVID. I see you are not, not at all. So are there any upcoming uh, projects that you're working on that you want to share with anybody or? I am currently line producing on a project for MTV. Uh, it is a special on anti-Semitism. Um, I think it airs right now, tentatively, um, May 25th, I think. Oh, okay. Day after my birthday. <laughs> oh, happy, <laughs> happy early birthday. Thank so you. what sign does that make you? Gemini. Ooh, my father was a Gemini. He was awesome, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited about that. And I think I saw on your resume, you worked with Comic View, BET. Yes, that was my show. that was my flagship show. Believe it or not, it's been off the air for a while, but people still know me from that. People still love it. It is it, it's one of those it's one of those times in history where you can be part of something that everybody you know values and treasures, and you know, there's no better job than to making to making people laugh. I mean, that's like the best job in the world. Yes, yes. I used to watch Comedy View religiously. So when I saw it, I was like, <gasps> I instantly became a fan. Yeah. Um, I think my most famous season was the New Orleans season with Bruce. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, are you sure you want Bruce to? I was like, yeah, no, I'm sure I want Bruce to host. I'm sure. I'm re and I had been on the show for a while. And the number one person that everyone wrote in for was Bruce Bruce. Number one. Nice. And uh, everyone's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm really sure about Bruce. <laughs> really sure. He's really popular. I know it's one of their best seasons ever, so. Yeah, yeah, I love that. But there's no greater, there's no better job in the world than making people laugh. Yeah, that's a hard job. <laughs> in some way, okay, so making people laugh is hard, but once you find that rhythm, I mean, it, there's so much joy in it, bringing joy to people. Yeah, but there's some tough girls out there. I've read some um, some um, biographies with some comedians and they're like, they had to find their way. They weren't always funny enough. And it's hard for me to believe that people like, uh, I don't know, like Chris Rock, I don't know if he ever, he said that actually, but <laughs> Chris Rock is like my ultimate favorite. He always makes me laugh. <laughs> Making people laugh and the art of storytelling um certain comic they all have their their way of doing things yeah um but i was blessed enough to work with uh j anthony brown and steve harvey at one point and you know one of their exercises was you know writing and, and turn and turning anything into funny like picking up the newspaper like if you could pick up the newspaper and find a way to tell that story and find humor in that that was part of like their daily exercise i was like wow that is it. Eddie Murphy, I feel, can do that, too. He's one of my... I got, like, top five comedians, but yeah. Okay, who are your top five? Okay, I have uh, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Jamie Foxx, Dave Chappelle, and, uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank, uh, Richard Pryor. Why? <laughs> Always Richard. <laughs> what are some of your favorite comedians? Uh, Richard Pryor, um, Paul Mooney. Ooh. Red Fox. Red Fox. Yeah. I can watch Red Fox any hour of any day. <laughs> love, love, love Red Fox. Always Eddie. 
Yeah. Always, always Eddie. And his, the versatility in Eddie, Eddie's like grown up, he's kid, he's yeah, you know? I, I love Eddie. And then who would be my fifth? Um, Bernie. Oh, I forgot about him, yes. Okay, six. <laughs> <laughs> he was just funny just talking. Yes, yeah, Bernie Mac. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? They're all they're all great. But my all time pick favorite would probably be Red Fox. Red Fox. He is yeah. funny. He is funny. Yeah. And it's like a classic funny. Like I feel like Eddie, Red Fox, Richard Pryor. You can watch their stuff now and still laugh because everyone doesn't follow. You know, and, like and they don't have to tell much of a story. Right. You know, like Red Fox is funny, like just in his movements. Uh huh. You know, he can come out and, and and just do the smallest little, and you're just like, oh, what's next? You know. <laughs> but I'm a slapstick kind of girl, so like Red Fox, I love Lu uh, Lucille Ball. Yeah. 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 She That's she the name. show was just unbelievable funny, and she was in the house. I'm like, how is she this funny? She never goes anywhere. <laughs> and the show is hilarious. So, always <laughs> laughing. Always, really always busy laughing. in the house. <laughs> always, always laughing. But yeah, I I can watch Lucille Ball all day, every day. Yeah, yeah, I like Lucy. I like any of those um, shows. Like I love Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke. I love all those. What you, Nick? I call them the Nick at Night show because that's what I used to watch at night when I was a kid. <laughs> and Dick Van Dyke is still he's still kind of you know not as busy in the pandemic. He was one person that I meant to go see. He was um, always, I think it was Catalina Bar and Grill in LA. Mm -hmm. He always had like a show. Like he, prior to the pandemic, he was still pretty busy. And I remember, you know, telling my partner, I was like, babe, can we go see Dick? And I was like, of course. He's like, yes. And then, you know, the pandemic came. Oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and Betty White, she, I don't know if she's still busy now for the pandemic, but she's always in some type of sitcom or something like that. But yeah, she's always got a great cameo too. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I love Betty White. Yeah. So we have a staple question here at Be Your Own Kind. And okay. that question is, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Okay. Um, I, I hope if I if it was one word, I hope it's loving. I hope it's something that I give to my family and to my friends. Um, I hope I'm able to share just how much I love them. I love that. I love that. That they not only just have a hint of it, but they feel it when you're around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially in these times, like you, you don't want anyone to think, you know, you're taking them for granted. I hope that when I do, when I am able to connect with people, with my friends and my family, that, you know, my partner, my daughter, I hope they, you know, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I hope, you know, that they always know just how much I love them. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I don't even have any words. You got me speechless. <laughs> Well, I mean, right? Because in, in this day and age right now, what we're going through, one minute somebody's there, the next minute, you know, they're in a hospital on a vent and, and, you know, you just hope if something crazy happens to you, that all the people in your life know just how much, how important they are to you. 
Yeah, I'm getting a little teary-eyed, but yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And and the one thing that people think about when they lose someone is, man, I hope they knew how much I loved them. That is the first yeah, thing. Yeah. I feel like I think, like I hope they knew what they yeah. meant to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, that was when my father passed, that was the one thing like I knew under no uncertain terms that like, he knew that he we we talk about it every day. And that's why I try to say I love you. That has to be my last word when I get off the phone. Yes. You know, because I and, and I've been lucky enough for that to be my last some of my last words because that's yep. really important. And if we were in a disagreement, we gotta cut this short because <laughs> you know, I don't want my last word to be up yours. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, solve it. <laughs> I remember right before my father got ill, we had got he was fussing at me. Um, <laughs> he was fussing at me. It was right at Halloween, and my daughter wants wanted something for Halloween, and or what she wanted to wear. And I'd seen him earlier in the day, and then I talked to him around two, three o'clock. He got sick the next day, and he was hospitalized a few days later. And I remember he was he was like, "Mercy, Zoe told you she wanted." Da, da, da. I was like, "Daddy, I don't have time for all that." <sighs> I told you if that's what my granddaughter wants, then you need to make it happen. I'm not having this day. I love you, but you need to get it together. Oh, all right, daddy, I love you too. I'm gonna call you later and make sure Zoe has what she wants for Halloween. I was like, okay. And I think he was hospitalized like a day or two later. That was our last disagreement. Oh, wow. But even in disagreements, we always ended with I love you. I must say, yeah, it was it's loving. Yeah, my mom was on that. Don't let the sun go down. You know, and as I got older, I'm like, some of them suns dropped before we had a conversation. Right? You know, but it always be in the back of my mind, like, okay, I can't let this go too long. Somebody right. gotta say something, you know. Yeah. So so yeah, it's it's very important. Um pandemic did show me how short life actually is. Yeah. You know, so Man, Marsha, this has been a phenomenal conversation. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate you. Yes, thank you for being um on the show today. Like, um, I just feel like we connected on different things and talked about the pandemic, relationships, and the importance of love, you know, and the importance of no versus yes in different situations. And um, yeah, you gave me some nuggets today <laughs> without even knowing. And you gave me some, so I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And, you know, I look forward, you know, to, to seeing your, I guess I, I never look at the credits, but I feel like I would see your name in the credits on some of the things. So now I'm going to be looking in the credits on May 25th, like, oh, I interview her. So, <laughs> yes, and I wish you um, nothing but the, the best and the most success, you know, in your future endeavors. You know, and and like I tell people, um, I don't just Instagram you and and you, you see I'm not following you. No, I'm one of those people that's gonna pop in your DM every once in a while just to see how you're doing because I feel like I make friends every time I interview someone on my platform. So no, just, definitely, definitely. Yes, so I love you, Yes, so thank you so much uh, for taking time out your schedule to spend with uh, to spend with us. And no, I'm glad we can make it work. And Lord knows both of our schedules were a little tight. Yes, most definitely. So listeners, I hope that you grab some nuggets as well. And I hope that you feel as warm as I do right now. And don't forget to be kind to yourself and to each other. Bye.